Welcome back to Plus Her, a Stepmom's Journeys podcast. I am your host, Anne Laurie Forbes, stepmom to two amazing boys. And on this podcast, I share my personal journey as well as the journey of other stepmoms to pass on lessons learned, tips, and any advice to all my fellow stepmamas out there. With every episode and every story shared, we aim to change the evil stepmom narrative. We want to get to know her, understand her, and appreciate her. Hey, beautiful people. Thank you for joining us for another episode. Today, we have another fellow stepmama joining us, Stephanie, wife and mom of two. Welcome to the Plus Her podcast, Stephanie. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to have you, and I'm even more so excited to share your journey with the listeners. So let's just dive right in. So I usually like to ask the guest how it all started. How did you become a stepmom? Tell me a little bit about the beginning of your journey. I met my husband when I first started going to church, which is like 16 years ago already. I actually started going to church the same year that my stepson was born. Yeah, I, actually, this year is going to be 17 years because he's turning 17. Um, but uh, I, I met him, and uh, at the time, I was in a relationship, and he was in, in a relationship as well. And uh, his, uh, his son had just been born, um, or actually, he was born after. But um, by the time I started going, uh, coming around the group uh, that he was part of, and getting to know him and and uh, his son, who was just a baby at, at the time. Um, that's how I started getting to know him. Uh, it was very minimal interactions at the beginning uh, because I was just getting into church and, and meeting new people and whatnot. And about two years later, I joined the uh, the youth choir, Divine Connection, where I met you at, well, mm-hmm. at church. <laughs> and um, that's when I started becoming more and more involved. Not too long after him and I, we started dating. That's how our relationship uh, pretty much started. So we started dating officially, I would say, about a couple of months before Jaden turned three. So oh. I've been, Jaden is, is my stepson. I've been in his life, well, I remember him when he was a baby, but right. uh, more regularly since, since he was about two turning three. And like I said, now he's 17, or almost 17 been in his life from the very beginning basically that's how i see it yes okay <laughs> even so though i never change his diapers <laughs> <laughs> you skipped that part never changed still, his diaper, <laughs> but i was there i was there i remember seeing him as a baby <laughs> tell me a little bit about your initial thoughts and feelings when you and your husband started getting serious and you knew that it would be for the long haul and there's marriage on the horizon what were your initial thoughts when you realized oh that means I'm going to be a stepmom. You know, it's interesting because, um, I mean, we started dating so young. I mean, it was in, in our 20s. And when I think back, I mean, now I'm 35. I mean, I feel like I was so young back then. So I don't think it ever hit me like, oh, I'm going to be a stepmom. And mm-hmm. I think the reason why that is is because I love kids, especially around that age. That's like my favorite kid age, if I could between like three to five, okay? At the beginning, we bonded a lot. We used to do a lot of activities together, crafts and all kinds of things, uh, sports and, you know, 
it, it was just kind of a natural role that I took on because I, I'm kind of the mothering, caring type. I, I'm a helper <laughs> in general. <laughs> so it never hit me to say, oh, I'm, I'm going to be a stepmom because it was so natural that he was there. He was part of my husband. So it's like he was, he was there. I wish I had done a bit more of like soul work, if I could say, to figure out, okay, what does that mean, you know? Uh, but I kind of took it in as it was a natural part of me. Well, that's beautiful to hear. And in a way, even though you wish you had done more soul work, the fact that it came so natural to you, then you didn't have that period of like feeling overwhelmed or like, wait a minute, what is it that I'm going to do? Like you didn't have that. You just kind of like just glide mm-hmm. right in. <laughs> Yeah, that's how I, that's how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> so in a way that was that kind of helped that transition for you, which which is amazing. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So right away from the beginning, you guys were able to bond. Like you said, you did arts and crafts with him and it was a natural progression, natural transition. So did you have any challenges that you faced at the beginning of your journey? Um, he, well, I mean, definitely there's always always challenges and and I think I think to me the biggest biggest challenge that has has been there from the beginning up until now has always been consistency um you know because he's never been with us full time or maybe you know sometimes it's been kind of a rocky schedule but he's been with us sometimes full time but it's been like mostly part-time here and there and we had a schedule and we tried something else and tried another schedule and it's this the lack of consistency for for me for the whole family um for everyone really on on all sides I believe has been the biggest challenge uh it's been really difficult to establish just you know house rules or house you know values simple example with bell phones their cell phone rule will be very different with my biological daughter than what we had with Jaden because she doesn't have a choice, <laughs> right? Right, So yeah. in terms of this consistency, I feel like we've always kind of been strong in setting up these rules, and you know what I mean by rules, right? It's not mm-hmm. like, oh, it's a dictatorship in here and not at all, but, you know, just sort of these, these ways of working together, and I feel like you'll be here for a week, and it's all great. And by the end of the week, we're all good in agreement and consistent. And then he leaves for the week and then comes back. And it's like we have to redo all of that work about consistency all over again. So it's been a lot of, a lot of challenges around that, I find. That's a good point that you bring up. I mean, in my situation, my husband, he always had the boys. Um, not always, but the majority of our relationship, they're here full time. Mm-hmm. So we never had the back and forth and the change of, uh, like you said, rules or how this household works and this household works in a different way. But now that you mm-hmm. bring that up, how did you approach that? Would you say if somebody else was experiencing the same things, should they approach the biological mother and have a, a conversation with the other parties? Like, how would you even try to address that concern like i said it's been an ongoing challenge in my opinion for a long time there have been attempts to you know discuss with both parties over the over the course of many many years right because we're talking like but i mean definitely if you can get on the same page over specific rules like cell phones bedtime like really like basic basic things 
and stick to them. One thing that I find when you have, you know, children in, in, in different homes or, or multiple homes or blended families, uh, and this is something that I've heard from other parents as well, is that sometimes we, we kind of feel bad put, putting our foot down. This is what we said we were going to do. Let's do it because let's face it, the kid's going to get angry, right? She's going to be mad because there's, there's these things in place. Uh, they may not understand why they're in place. So they're not happy with it. And that's part of parenting. That's part of, you know, growing up. But I find that parents may be a bit more lenient because like this week, we just don't want to deal with any conflict, for example, right? Like we just want things to be smooth. So we'll give a little and then that results in giving it, giving a little more and a little more. And then you realize, oh, my gosh, I haven't been keeping up with <laughs> with all the rules and So it's like this crazy, like, cycle. So I think two things is if you can get all on the same page over some basic rules, there doesn't have to be 12 million rules, few of them, like three to four that the kid can remember uh, and put in place consistently in both homes. I think that's a huge bonus. Even though the lifestyle in the homes may change or, you know, the environment, like, Um, you know, Jaden has three other sisters in his, in his other, uh, at his mom's house. He's got one here. So obviously it's, it's going to be busy over there, maybe a bit more quiet here. So, you know, those things all have, have impact and those are factors for him, you know, that we always keep in mind. Um, but yeah, if you can get everyone on the same page, number one, the second thing about that would be, don't be afraid to stick to it this rule in place and you agree to it and I need to find a better word for rule but just stick to it don't be afraid to stick to it no matter the consequence and that goes whether the children go back and forth from one household to the other because That's- for example for my boys I mean I feel bad when I say no for something and they're here <laughs> so mm-hmm. you know I say yeah I mean, now now I'm better at it but I have to admit that at the beginning if you know yeah I felt bad to say no because I was trying to bond with them and I felt that maybe that exactly. would have come in the way of me bonding with them so I didn't want to have anything negative and so I just wanted to keep it light and fun Mm -hmm. and whatnot Mm -hmm. so having to say no or having to put your foot down I feel sometimes as step parents were hesitant to do so because of dynamic of the relationship but I I agree with you you have to stick to what it is that (laughs) the rule that you set you have to stick with it and most importantly I think that your your spouse and yourself have to be on the same page. So my husband, mm-hmm. we have to be on mm-hmm. the same page so that one, it doesn't cause any confusion for the children, but it yeah. also doesn't leave any space for them to take advantage of the step parents because we're exactly. not know what's going on and they're taking advantage of us. But then when dad's home, okay, this is how it goes. Mm-hmm. I agree with those points. Okay, I want to go back to the beginning of your journey just for a little bit and ask you if you had any stepmoms who you knew that you could go to for advice or just anybody who you could speak to that would understand some of the challenges you may have experienced. Not really. <laughs> I mean, for one, my mom is actually a stepmom. But her story is very different than mine because uh, when she married my dad, my half-siblings, they were living full-time with their mom. Their interactions were much less than what I would have with Jaden, let's say. Yes, I I definitely 
talked about the struggles with my mom and she understood and in that sense. Other than that, I, I didn't really have anyone. So this kind of parenting role was very new to me. I did not know that your mom was also a stepmom. I had no mm. idea. That's interesting. Okay, yeah. do you remember anything, maybe a piece of advice? Stay out of it. <laughs> which, <laughs> which was going to be actually one of my points later. It was just like, if there's anything going on with your husband and the biological mother, just stay out of it. Don't even get involved. You yeah, can be a listening ear, and that's great. But it's their stuff to deal with. That was great advice, and it has served me, I would say, very well. <laughs> yeah, that's that stepmom step back <laughs> mentality. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just to keep you sane and not have you going through that uh, emotional roller coaster as much as possible. Exactly. We talked about some of the challenges and you know some of the resistance sometimes that we feel from the other side. Talked a little bit about this, but what are some other ways that step parents and bio parents can improve when it comes to co-parenting? Mention sort of the stay out of it and this idea of like only getting involved when you're asked for an opinion, and most importantly, don't take it personally when your opinion is not used. Well, that's your hard. husband. <laughs> When your husband comes to you and says, hey, there, this thing's going on. What do you think we should do about it? And then you give your opinion. You think it's going to take your opinion and roll with it, right? But you, you can't forget that there's always a third person and a fourth person to that if the other biological parent is also married. So mm -hmm. there's four parents in the mix, but really two that make the decision. Right. Yeah. So you can't take it personally when what you believe with your heart is best for the child is actually not being actioned upon because it's not your decision to make at the end of the day. It's right. the biological parents. Right. So it, it is, it's tough. It's harsh. It, it's tough. It's because, the reality of step parenting. Yeah. But it's tough because this is your husband. We became one right? So exactly. we were thinking, like, okay, yeah. we're going to make the decisions together. We're going to discuss mm -hmm. it. We, we're going to yeah. be on the same page to move forward. And then to feel that, well, yeah, we're one, but when it comes to this, you're not really part, like you don't, you could give me your input, but I still struggle with that. Yeah. So that's, yeah, <laughs> that's tough. A little while ago, I posted on my Instagram, there was, uh, there was a picture I posted and I was in the caption. I was writing about how for me step parenting is hard when well I mean not just for me I'm sure most step parents feel this way mm -hmm. but you're a parent but you're not allowed to fully parent or you're a parent but you don't have full mm -hmm. access to the child right and I remember you commenting mm -hmm. and you're mm -hmm. like yes this is so true so mm -hmm. I wanted to mm -hmm. know in your opinion like give me like the top three limitations that you think that the majority of us step parents we experience and we deal with Top three limitations, definitely that's one of them. And, and how I put it, after you wrote that, I was like, I need to write something of my own thoughts. And how I put it was basically this, this concept of having all the power and authority and vulnerability of a parent, but you're basically not allowed to use it. Or you're told when to use it. <laughs> exactly. And that, that, that's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say it is used as a convenience. 
So when it is convenient to the other, the other parent, your spouse, or even the other party, right. then you're allowed to use it. <laughs> but not on your own, uh, on your own terms or, or on your own merit most of the time is, is what I would say, which is a huge limitation. Um, you know, for me personally, I've, I've always poured my entire heart into my relationship with Jaden in the betterment of the family that we have. And that has been a huge limitation to me because I want to be able to do so much more and mm-hmm. say so much more. And I can't, well, I can't, I'm not, good. I say I'm not allowed to, I am like, I'm allowed, you know, like, <laughs> but yeah, but for um, a lack of a better con- way of saying it, yeah, you, you can't just decide that, that this is what you're going to do. And can I just add yeah, that for you and I, yeah. can I just add before you continue for you and I, I think that it's harder because we've been in their lives for such a long time. Because for me, it's like I've been in, well, the oldest was six. The youngest was like one. So it's like, we've been in their lives for such a long time. And that's it. And it's like, I still can't really, like, I still can't do nothing. (laughs) You know, you still want me to be on the sideline. So it's harder for us because we've been, we've seen them grow from when they were like young. Mhm. Yep. It's tough. So number two is uh, oh, basically, sometimes you kind of have to be guarded. You know, not being able to completely be open to say everything that you think, or having to gauge how much you can actually say. And this goes obviously for the child. It goes for the biological parent, and it goes with the husband as well, um, because you can't. You can't just say everything that's on your mind. You always have to like guard and be like, okay, is it okay if I say this kind of thing? Like how will they react? Um, so oftentimes we are sort of retracted to just not say anything, which is okay. not a good thing because you still have to be able to express yourself, right? At least respectfully without, obviously without putting um, anyone down. But when you feel when you're in a relationship that you feel like you're, your opinion is valued, whether it's, you know, acted upon or not, then that helps a lot. Uh, But I have had times of being guarded and like, okay, let me just, um, you know, going back to that stay out of it moment. (laughs) I find that's a big, a big limitation. And that's why I had asked you if you had any stepmoms or anyone you could go to at the beginning, because like you said, um, oftentimes we have to keep our mouth shut or we, even if we try Mm -hmm. to express anything to our spouse, they don't really understand. They may try, you know, try to be understanding, but they won't truly get it because they're not a step parent. So they can't see it from Mm -hmm. our point of view. And so that's why I always feel like it's important to have, other stepmoms in your circle because you need somebody that you can go to and speak to and vent and there's no judgment there and they can say I get it I get it like I also go through yes this yes thing, right and so for me that's yes. one of the reasons why I created this podcast because when I started I, I didn't really have any stepmoms around me and like I had told you I remember that yes you were going through it but because of our envi- our church environment I didn't want to mm-hmm. come for it to come off as I was being nosy and just, you know, trying to mm-hmm, get your mm-hmm. 
tried to get in your business or whatnot, you know, because I'm yeah. sure that you had many people saying many different things about, you know, you entering into this situation. And I just didn't know how to approach it. So I didn't. But yeah. I wish that I had more people who I could have gone to and just be able to just freely speak and not be judged. And that's why I think it's really important to find other stepmoms that we can just call and say like, listen, this happened today and I can't believe it. And I feel so left out and blah, blah, blah. And that's why it's important to me to share your story and share other stepmom's story because I want uh, people who are maybe just entering this journey to be like, oh my goodness, okay, this is how they did things. Okay, I feel heard. Like I get it. They understand me. Stuff like that, because I think mm-hmm. that's important when you can't fully express yourself in your own home. <laughs> yes, yes. And I totally agree with you. This, this whole um, concept of feeling like you're not alone is so important. I do have people now, like there's a mom from our church. She also became a stepmom after me. We definitely have some moments that are very, very special to, to, you know, just have that space, that no judgment space to express ourselves. And uh, even I have to say a few, a few times I've had some bonding moments with, uh, with Jane and stepdad, you know, just kind of like having this mutual understanding of like, man, this is tough. (laughs) Like sometimes these times are, are difficult and we're in this together. It's kind of like that, um, a community aspect and the feeling of not being alone. So crucial. Support is definitely important. So I think we were at the last Mm. limitation. If you have one, give me a last limitation. Yes. Last one is, and this is harsh too, you as a wife will never be first, even if the child (laughs) feels that way. Oh, why are you doing this to me, Stephanie? Why are you doing this to me? Yes, girl. Yes. I'm telling you. I mean, that's the reality. And, and this is something that, you know, to be honest, when, when I have friends who come to me and they're like, oh, I'm dating this guy and he's got a kid, you know, can you give me some advice? That's the number one thing I tell them, that be ready to not be first, ever, ever. Even if the child feels like you're first, because obviously it's a different kind of relationship, right? Your spouse will give you things that is not, they're not giving their child that. It's a different uh, synergy, but you just won't be first. Maybe when we retire, but even then, <laughs> you know, so it's a tough, it's a tough um, uh, concept to grasp, but it's something that definitely if you're in a relationship and you are going out with someone who has children, that means you would becoming a step parent. That is something you have to seriously think about, am I prepared to not be first? Because anything that happens with your spouse's child, I mean, that's their number one responsibility at the end of the day. It is. So you just have to accept it. Okay, but hold on. Let me ask you something, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Because I I, I just, I struggle with this. Rebuttal. (laughs) Listen, no, I'm just, I'm struggling with it. I'm being honest. You know, we are all still on our journey. So as I share the stories of other stepmoms, I also learn from myself and from my journey in my home as well. So, okay, we get married, we become one. Okay, then it's the husband. And then after that, it's the wife. But now for this situation, we're not put first, the children become comes first. What about when you expand the family right now? So you have Bianca, right? And now you have a biological yep. child. Does it change when you expand the family and have a biological child? 
does the wife start coming first or still the children come first? Like how, how does it change when you have the biological child? How does the dynamics change? I mean, I don't think it has changed in terms of the order. The stepchild will come first. That, that's my opinion. The thing is that the biological parents are under so much pressure and we also don't really talk about that, right? We talk about the pressures of becoming a step parent and, and dealing with the challenges and the beauties that come from it. Of course, there, there are some amazing times, right? Not, I'm not trying to take away from that at all. Of course. The thing is, the biological parents are also under an insurmountable amount of pressure because they have, they have now a wife that they need to pay attention to. (laughs) They have a child. They Mm -hmm. have the other biological parent that depending on their relationship, they might communicate often or not, depending. There might be conflicts or not, right? It, It really depends. And then you bring in another child that's both of their biological child. So it just adds another factor of pressure. It's so much to keep everyone happy. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot. It's a lot. I can imagine because um, even for me, even though we have the boy full time, it has been a transition for my husband to now, okay, now I have a wife as well. I'm, it's not just mm-hmm. about me being a father, but I have a wife as well. And mm-hmm. we've had several conversations. I um, mean, we haven't been married even for a year yet. But yeah, it's it's been a struggle, you know, for him to be like, okay, right, my wife. Like, not just wake up in the morning and let me make sure the boys have breakfast. But it's like, oh, my wife as well, right? So I can, I understand mm-hmm. what you're saying for sure. There, there, there must be pressure. There is pressure on their end for sure because they have to balance the different yes. wants and the different wants yes. and needs from all of these different people who are part of their lives. So I can understand mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I definitely can understand yeah. that. Empathize with that as well. You're right. It's the pressure, but it's also like I like what you're saying. Like the fact that you guys are talking about it to me, that's the best way to get through those pressures, right? Because as you get married, don't don't forget, especially when if if your spouse was a single parent before. They're mm-hmm. used to taking care of themselves and the kids, right? right. But like you said, now, now bring in another person in the mix that you're supposed to be like one together. So the best thing to do is to share the good, the bad, and the ugly all the time with your spouse, mm-hmm. you know? Because we as, as stepmamas, in this case, we married our spouses with all of what they bring. Right. Right. So the key is for them to not keep us out of all of what they bring, no matter what it is, no matter how good or how bad it may seem. I agree with that. Communication is definitely key. Good communication, being transparent with your feelings Mm -hmm. is definitely important, not sweeping things under the rug and letting things pile up for sure. Yeah, it's still a work in progress in this household. (laughs) Yes. It always is, even like. Decades later, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Still a work in progress. Okay, so we talked about yeah. some of the but let's switch gears. Talk about some of the positive things. I want you to share with me your most recent stepmama win. Oh, stepmama win. Ah, okay. <laughs> um, well, I mean, honestly, you know, the thing that makes me so happy is when I actually get to spend time with Jaden. I just love spending time with him. I love it when he's around, when he smiles, when he just 
comes in the house and, and gives me a hug, that just warms my heart. <laughs> so, you know, because we've changed the schedule yet again, recently, I don't get to see him as often because he's, he, right now he's spending the weekends with us and he's a teenager. So he wants to, you know, spend time with his friends and a lot. So, you know, the yeah, time course, is yeah. very <laughs> limited. So I try to soak up every minute I can get from this amazing kid and just take it in. So that's my mama win. That's amazing. What favorite activity you guys enjoy doing together? To play games together, but board games. Like we like Settlers of Catan or Dominion or Wizard card game. I don't know if you know any of these games, but we're kind of like uh, undercover nerds. <laughs> 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 we like these strategy board games, mm-hmm. which are really fun to play. And Jaden is actually really good at it, which is um, annoying. So... <laughs> <laughs> I did an episode with another stepmom, the one who I was telling you is one of my closest girlfriends. And she was saying that when you're really having fun with the stepchild, that's when you bond. So she said you bond while yes. having fun. I love that you just said that you, you're one of the favorite things you guys like to do is just playing some games and having some fun because you're bonding in that way. I love that. That's it. I love that. That's amazing. Okay, so we talked a little bit about the pressure that our spouse may be feeling. And then, of course, some of our limitations. So I wanted to ask you, how do you think that husbands can help their wives navigate the step-parenting role? What are some things that they can do to help us? That's a good question. I think that at the end of the day, we just want to love and be loved. Right. Mm-hmm. That's like the basic human need. And like I said, like if I married someone with a child means I'm marrying all of you. Right. So I'm bringing in that love and I, I just want that love to be reciprocated. Communicating is, is the key. Leaving space for self-care as well, because I being love and being kind definitely starts with self first. The husbands can help by making sure that their wives also carve out time for self-care because you know those pressures are real they come from Mm -hmm. from all sides and not just from this this situation but from everything in life to me the biggest advice would be like don't wait for it to be too much you have to maintain it as as a routine maintain communication as a routine you know love each other constantly the same way that you stick to the meal times and bedtimes make self-care a priority because your health is the, the is most important to keeping the family together. So doing something that you take pleasure in and also being available to your spouse, like self-care not only means time alone to, to do things that you take pleasure in, but time with your spouse to, to do things together, continuously dating your, your spouse. I like that. For our husband to know that it's okay for us to need that alone time or even just quality time with them. Like it's okay. We need to kind of step away and just have that alone time for our self-care. I think husbands should encourage their Mm -hmm. wives to have that. So I agree with that a thousand percent, a thousand percent. Mm -hmm. Overall, what would you say your stepmom journey taught you about yourself? I think two things. First, that I do have a lot of love to give, to continue giving it to my family, my, the people that are closest to me, which are three that, that are there, you know, Jaden, Bianca, and Rodney. The other thing that has taught me is definitely patience on the next level. And that's parenting in general. Just patience. Just deep breathing. Deep breathing is my go-to. Don't go, go, don't go too well. Patience. 
right now it's like you pause, you breathe, and you pray. That's my like <laughs> three steps. Three steps to any situation. I've been doing a lot of sort of re- reflection and just soul work, as I call it. Anytime I get into any kind of situation that's frustrating as a parent, pause, breathe, and pray. And I love everything that. will be okay. <laughs> I love that. You've been sharing so many amazing tips during this episode. I've been learning from you, so I, I love it. What would be the final piece of advice you can give to another stepmom who's, who may be listening to this podcast? Okay, final piece of advice has to do with getting to know and apply the five love languages. Are you familiar with the five love languages? Yes, but I never thought about it in relation to my stepmom journey. So please share. Okay, so the five love languages is a book originally written by Dr. Gary Chapman. I actually read this book years and years ago. Uh, when I was in college, I already said my age, so this was like <laughs> back in 2001, 2002, it's a long time ago, but I was working on a, like a book report and I, I chose that book. It was really random, but it was such a blessing to read it. And over the years, I've read it at least four or five times. And it, initially, the book of the five love languages is written for like marriage relationships, but he also has a series of books of the five love languages for children, the five love languages for teenagers. He's got the five languages of anger. So there's so much things that you can take from that. And to me, if you're speaking the love language of your child or your stepchild, it will go beyond the bond of the, that relationship. If you're able to figure out what their primary, secondary love languages are, um, it will definitely help you fill their love tank, strengthen that relationship. And I've seen it. I've seen it in action. I love yeah. that. I've read that book before, but I strictly thought about it in my relationship with my husband. I did not think to apply it to my relationship with the children, but you're absolutely right. It applies mm-hmm. to all relationships, not just your relationship with your husband. And knowing your child's love language you would know the best way to even to bond with them to love them bond with them exactly I never even thought about it in relation to my stepmom journey so thank you for that that's a great reminder you're welcome and his books on like I said he's got one for children and for teenagers I read both of them absolutely amazing and it really changed my perspective on how I, I give love to to the children so different because the thing is, I mean, this is an, an easy example, right? For, for those who are not familiar with the love languages, just go check it out. But an easy example would be, well, if your love language is words of affirmation, right? So you like to hear, hey, good job. You're doing really well. You're beautiful. You know, all those things. Um, but I'm giving you love in um, physical touch. Like I'm trying to hug you and you know, give you a bear hug or hold your hand or whatever it is, you're like, I don't care about hugs. You know, (laughs) the kid might be like, this person doesn't love me because they don't tell me. They don't tell me they love me. They don't tell me that doing a good job or that I'm valued or that I'm appreciated. So it's a very different way of thinking about the words we speak, the actions that we do. And just everything that that comes out of of how we pour love into people, people in general, but especially in your family. 
you just gave me a completely different perspective um, of that book. Wow. <laughs> wow. Like I never, I just never yes. thought to think about it in that way. Honestly, I never did. So thank Yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you for sharing that. That's amazing. Well, I've really enjoyed this conversation and learning a little bit more about your step parenting journey. I knew some of it, but not all of it, obviously. So thank you for being so open and willing to share your journey. What are you hoping that people will gain from your story? Well, I'm hoping that they will see that there are good things that can come out even through challenges. It's been a rocky journey for me personally with a lot of good in between, uh, you know, those rocky times, which I think is normal for any kind of relationship in a way, but especially when you have so much pressures uh, coming from from all sides in, in, in a relationship like this. So I'm hoping that they will know that they are not alone. They understand that relationships that have ups and downs like this are normal and that they'll take in all the the key takeaways and the the little tips that I've given them to help them improve with their spouse, their relationships along the way. Well, on behalf of my listeners, I'm going to thank you for that reassurance that you just gave us, the reminders and the reassurance. To conclude, as you know, uh, the Plus Her podcast is about changing the evil stepmom narrative. And so my final question for you is, how do you think we can change that evil stepmom narrative? I think this by continuing to talk about it. I love the fact that you started this podcast. It really pulled on my heartstrings because I was like, man, this is so good. This is really good. I wish I had this when I first started (laughs) to have some concrete things to help me along the journey. I think just by sharing our stories and sharing the love, the love that we have, because again, like we're in these situations because we we love and Mm -hmm. uh, that has to be appreciated. So, you know, sometimes we may not always feel fully appreciated um, because of the situation, but in this sense, by sharing in this community, we can appreciate each other and uplift each other in that way. Well, thank you for that. And thank you for your support. Honestly, the podcast is not possible without my fellow stepmamas who are willing to share their stories and willing to talk about the ups and the downs. And I, think that with you know like I say with every episode and every story shared we're changing the evil stepmom narrative so thank you for being a part of that your story right now got us one step closer to changing that narrative so thank you for your willingness to share it and for all the tips that you gave us today thank you so much amazing thanks for having me if you're enjoying this podcast and have not already done so please be sure to rate it and subscribe for more and if you enjoyed today's episode why not leave a review? Listen, I would love to continue this conversation with you. So connect with us at plus her on Instagram and Twitter. Upload a picture of this episode and tag us hashtag plus her podcast. And for those of you who are shy, shoot me an email. Hello at plus her.ca. Tell me what resonated with you the most from today's episode. What struck a chord? Last but not least, I want you to remember to share this episode with a stepmama who needs it. Share it with a friend. Remember, sharing is caring. Until next time, hugs and kisses.